Welcome back to Young Woman Flourish Podcast. I'm your host, Shania. I'm super, super, super excited for us to get into this week's episode. I've missed y'all. I'm I'm ready. Like, I'm super excited. But, fair warning before anything, I just want y'all to know, if y'all hear an army moving, that is upstairs. My neighbor's upstairs. They are, yeah, you know, you might hear an army. You might hear... I don't know, but it's it's loud up there sometimes. It gets real. So um, just a fair warning. But before we get into anything, before we get into our discussion, you know, we got to do our SOTD, our scripture of the day, which is the only tea we need and the only shade we are accepting in this season and journey of our lives. This week's SOTD is he heals up the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. That's from Psalms chapter 147, verse 3. Again, he heals up the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds from Psalms 147 verse 3. Now, I know y'all see that title. It says, Scars to your beautiful. Scars to your beautiful. So I thought this was just a such a fitting title for the episode because of what we are about to talk about. And before we get into what we're about to talk about, sis, girls, sis, let me talk to your brother, friend family, whatever we are right now in this season of our life. Listen, we are coming to an end of season one of Young Women Flourish podcast. I know, hold the tears. It's okay. We're going to get through this, but we are coming to an end of season one. We have one more final episode left, but do not worry. I got something. I got something for y'all. I got something for y'all coming up, but I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to talk about that later. But that title says Scars to Your Beautiful, and I thought that this would be such a fitting title, seeing as in this week's episode, we will be talking about self-healing and how to properly heal. And I just want you to know, like, and even throughout the, the thing, you may have been thinking like, oh, well, you know, we've been going through all these steps, all these processes and journeys throughout the transformation journey in itself and learning the different things. I thought that in itself, the transformation journey was healing from your past and who you once were. And you got an idea, but not all the way, because those things that we've learned from episode one and two and three and so forth, you know, that all comes from those are skills and tools that you get that are helping you get to a place that when we do begin talking about self-healing and that process, which we're going to begin today, that you'll be able to do it a little more gracefully throughout this journey. You'll be able to gracefully a little bit more go throughout your self-healing and being able to do that. And I want you to know, listen, I'm not delusional enough to say that you're going to self-heal through all of your past traumas, all of your past hurts because of this one episode after you listen to it, all of your trauma is going to go away. No, that's not what we're saying here. But what I am going to tell you is if you choose to really pay attention, really understand the self-healing process and listen to this episode and what it is that God wants you to hear and get that and not just write down notes and not just say, oh, yep, that was for me. I needed to hear that, God, but also 
take into account with it and say, I'm going to put this into action. I'm going to live this out. I'm going to make sure that I take the tools and the skills that I was given from this self-healing journey and also continue because you should have been putting the other skills into action from all the other episodes and saying, I'm going to use that all together and I'm going to learn something different and I'm going to choose to self-heal. I'm going to choose to continue to walk in my step and continue to do this. This is just giving you a push into that journey and helping you do it a little bit more gracefully. Okay, so let's gracefully learn how to self-heal, sis. Now, before we start off, like, I don't know if you remember, but we talked about it in a previous podcast episode and I told and I told you, you know, you are not perfect. So I want you to understand this. You are not perfect. So stop aiming for perfection. None of us are perfect. We we were made in God's image, but we are not perfect. We are imperfect human beings and that's okay because God loves you and I love you. So it's okay that you're not perfect. You are not perfect. So you have to stop aiming for perfection and start aiming for progression. That's you got to start. You know what? I'm Literally, when I decided to take perfection out of my head and say that because I used to be like a perfection freak, like where I needed things to feel at least perfect because they were never perfect, even though I may have thought that they were, I needed them to just feel perfect. And once I decided to take that away from my my thought process and get that away, I was able to love myself more. I was able to get different opportunities and walk into different blessings and doors and walk away from certain things because I realized, you know what, it's not about the perfection, it's about the progression. You need to be willing to focus on your progression. You know what, I may not have it how I wanna have it, but I'ma keep progressing, I'ma keep pushing and moving. I may have just announced this business idea, but it didn't go exactly how I needed to go. I had an idea and a vision and it wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be, but you know what I did it I put myself out there that's progression I may have spoke and put myself out there in a situation and not got the reaction that I wanted that I envisioned but it's okay because I moved another step forward out of my comfort zone that's progression you have to be looking at the progression focus on that not the perfection because if you think about and you really realize everything that I just said it was always it wasn't what I I I what I envisioned what I imagined, what I wanted it to be, it, it wasn't that. But that's the thing because your vision isn't always what God has aligned. God has something bigger than what you can see. So God is looking at the bigger picture for your life and you're just looking at a small corner. But but that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother, whole lot of whole lot of. So we gonna keep it moving. And as you go through deciding to self-heal, you have to really remember that in order for change, no area can be off limits for examination. I've said it before and I'll say it again. This is something that is so pivotal in the self-healing process. You have to be able to understand that if I want genuine change, if I want real healing, I have to understand that there's no area that can be off limits to examination. I cannot say, oh, I'm a heal from this, but I don't want to talk about this because this issue is still going to come up. You cannot leave it off limits because an unexamined past will always threaten to contaminate the potential of your future. Mm -hmm, Yeah, that was for you. 
you you like, mm, I don't know, but that was a hit. I don't know if you were talking to me, but God is saying, I'm definitely talking to you right now. An unexamined past will always threaten to contaminate the potential of your future. Because when you don't examine it, then you don't know what the issues are. When you just leave it there, you don't know how to start working to fix on it. Think about it like this. If you sit in there and you have cancer in, in the cells and everything and you don't ever examine that, there's no way you're going to go get treatment for it. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I don't know if y'all caught it. I didn't fully break it down, but I, I just caught it right then and there when the Holy Spirit was speaking that out into existence, out into the atmosphere. And that's in your atmosphere now. The person that doesn't, the person that has cancer but don't know they have cancer, why would they go get treatment for something that they don't think they have? But God is saying if you were willing to examine your past, if you were willing to examine the things in your life that you usually held off limits for examination, then you'd be able to get the proper treatment to heal you from what it is that's been bothering you, from what it is that's been keeping you up at night, from what it is that makes you angry every time you wake up, from what it is that makes you frustrated with certain people people around you and certain people in your family and God is saying the thing is most of you know what the problem is but some of you there's that little bit of you that have not been examining your past and you've been leaving it off limits so you don't even understand you don't even know that this is the issue this is the problem it's something that you said I don't ever want to talk about and you've allowed your mental you've allowed yourself to really forget about it and say you know what since I don't want to talk about it, I've allowed this to be off limits for so many years of my life. Or I've allowed this to be off limit for so long that I even forgot that this played a factor in why I am like this. Some of you are the happiest person in the world. You don't even know it because you always mad because of something that God could have been gave you your treatment for. But you didn't want to get checked out. You didn't want to see what the real issue was. You didn't want to find out what your problem was so you could get the cure. Mm, you you think that if you find out what the problem is, it automatically means death. If you find out what the problem is, it automatically means destruction. It automatically means failure. It automatically means shame. It automatically means pain, hurt, anger. But God is saying, guess what? If we figure out what this problem is, it's, it's going to mean a cure. It's going to mean some treatment to be happening. It's going to mean healing. It's going to mean a miracle. So you have to be able to open up those areas that you've left off limit take that risk and open up those areas examine them because if you do not it will contaminate your future your future that is filled with purpose that's the future that it'll contaminate and leave you just there alone sick and in pain and hurt and that and a lot of the times we don't tend to touch the past and those past moments those tra traumatic moments and the trauma that's also another form of our vulnerability sometimes we don't we, that's why we don't talk about certain traumatic things or past painful situations that we've left off limits and blocked out of our own mind at times to just anybody because that's a vulnerable place for you. That's another form of your vulnerability. So you don't talk about it to just anybody because you people don't just be vulnerable with just anybody. But guess what? We've been learning how to be vulnerable in this season of our life. And that doesn't mean I'm telling you to go out and just go be vulnerable with just any and everybody and be like, oh, okay, let me tell you my business. No, what I'm telling you is, is if you do not learn how to respect your vulnerability, your own vulnerability, how can you teach others to do so? And what I mean by that is, 
You don't respect your own vulnerability enough to examine it and to get healing from it. You don't respect your own vulnerability enough to cure it. Mm. Because you're not. The moment you say, I don't want to talk about it, that means I don't want to deal with it. And when you don't want to deal with it, that's a disrespect to your vulnerability because it's saying, I don't even, I don't care to even deal with you. So if you don't learn how to respect your own vulnerability to say, you know what, I'm going to deal with this. I'm going to get through this. How can you teach others to respect it? How will others learn how to respect your vulnerability, your pain, your past, your trauma, if you don't even respect it? We be so quick to get mad at somebody for speaking on something in this. And sometimes God is saying, hold on. But that was the truth, though. You needed to hear that. But because we don't face it and we don't deal with it, you're not able to you're not able to accept that information, receive that information. And I'm not saying everybody's everybody's opinions and thoughts on things is 100 percent right is it's supposed to be there but you know you know what God talking about when he said that you know you know exactly what he meant when he said that so you have to be able to learn how to respect your vulnerability your past your trauma because we're embracing our vulnerability because our vulnerability is our necessary we're embracing that in this season because if we choose to distance ourselves from our hurt we will never learn from it that's why this is also important. You cannot learn from something that you're distancing yourself from. It's like you're saying, oh, stay away from me. I don't want to, I don't want to know about it. I don't want to talk about it. Then how will you learn from it? How will you learn from it enough to be at a place in your life where you will make sure it'll never happen again? Just because you say, I'll make sure this never happens again to me so I don't ever have to feel this. But God is saying, how can you do that if you don't know what put you in that position in the first place? Or if you don't know how you got there in the first place? Or if you don't know how to guard yourself from even being in that position? How? You have to learn from it. You have to understand it. You have to respect it. And you have to examine it so you can cure it. Stop distancing yourself from your hurt, your pain, your trauma, because that's not doing anything but making the wait a little bit longer from when it'll come to you. Because it's still coming. Oh, it's still coming. Charlotte, is it still coming? But you just making that wait a little bit longer. And I don't know about you, but I'd rather, I'd rather we just get this over with because I got plans for my life. I'd rather not, I'd rather choose to say, you know what? I'm choosing this self-healing than to be backed up into a corner by my own vulnerability. Remember we talked about this, being exposed by your own vulnerability is something you don't want to deal with. So that's why God is saying embrace your vulnerability so no one else can back you in a corner with it. That's why we cannot distance ourselves from the hurt. Because you're thinking that you're healing when you're not doing anything but postponing the hurt. You can't heal if you pretend you're not hurt. You have to be able to say and put on your big, big boy, big girl pants and say, you know what, this is a problem. I am hurt from this. This was traumatic. I should not have ever had to feel that or this this was an issue but if you pretend like oh it didn't bother me and on the inside you're screaming 
You cannot heal if you pretend you're not hurt. That's a problem. You have to be able to be honest because that's also a form of disrespecting it. Oh, oh, this this didn't hurt me, but you're really hurt. You're you're not being honest about and and lying is a form of disrespect in my eyes. If someone lied to you, you'd feel disrespected. So you have to respect your vulnerability. Be honest about that. Being vulnerable is one of the strongest things that you can do in my eyes. Because, and everyone's like, oh, that's what weak people do. But if you really think about it, it's one of the strongest things you can do in your life is be vulnerable. Because not everybody can do that. People say, oh, I'm not vulnerable because it makes you weak. But no, you're not vulnerable because you're afraid of your vulnerability. You have to not hide from it or pretend about it or distance yourself from it. Face it. Respect it. So then you can cure it and get rid of it. And when I say get rid of it, like you can't get rid of the past events that's happened in your life because they've shaped you to who you are. But you can get rid of that anger and agony that it attached to you when it did happen. Just because I'm having this happen does not mean I have to keep the, 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 the bad emotions that came with it. It's almost like when I say you can accept an apology, but that does not mean you have to accept a behavior. You can forgive somebody, but that does not mean you have to continue to take and receive their actions. So you can accept and not be in denial and say, I accept that this happened. I accept that it made me feel this way, that I hurt for this long, but I refuse to accept the anger, the pain, the agony, the resentment any longer. That's how you do that. And listen, the, and I'm not saying that this is an easy one, two, three step process because during the healing process, it has to hurt at first. It will hurt at first. But once you've allowed yourself to feel that pain and you've allowed yourself to accept that pain and accept it, there comes a sense of beauty from that because there's something beautiful that's being grown from that because, yeah, it, it was painful at first, that process. But I, oh, this is a... This is a, a phrase that my family, I mean, many people may be able to relate to this, but I know my aunts and my mother, they used to always tell me and my sister, always tell us when we were, um, when we were younger, when we would get our hair done. And I was tenderheaded, like child, I was tenderheaded, tenderheaded for real, for real. And they would always tell us beauty is pain. They would be like, beauty is pain. If you want to get your hair done and look really, really pretty after this, you have to understand you're going to have to go through some pain. But it's going to be worthwhile because in the end, you're going to have that hairstyle and it's going to last longer than that pain did. So, in the sense, I'm connecting that to that because, you know, it, it is going to hurt. It's going to be painful dealing with, especially dealing with some things that you left unexamined for years that you had off limits under construction for so long and now you're having to face it and deal with it and deal with things that you didn't even remember that you had off limits for a minute you're gonna have to face some things and it's it's gonna be hard it's gonna be hard it's gonna be painful at times you're gonna want to give up and feel like god i don't think i can make it out of this but god is saying listen baby girl you you already survived the storm 
you already made it through this. Now you just have to detach what tried to latch on to you when you were going through it. You already made it through the worst. Now you now now you're trying to get through. Now you're about to get through the 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 aftermath of the storm. You know, when first there's a storm and then there may be some trees that might have fell or everything else, but you've made it through the worst. You've gotten through the storm. Now it's cleanup time. Now it's time to get through the moment where you're where you're on um, control damage. I mean, collateral damage. You 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 get in you get in through that. You are cleaning up and it yourself off you're dusting yourself off and i i totally understand how painful the experience can be and will be at times because trust me like i know how hard the healing process can be even self-healing from things that because you know you heal daily from certain things even after my self-healing process and journey you know there's still things that will will happen um, after I went through my journey and I have to learn how to heal from that and trust me some days when it's so painful you don't even feel like being social or dealing with what's the problem with you but come on now you got to take accountability and ownership and say you know what I know I should be doing better because trust me there are moments where I just want to sit alone cry and eat chicken wings like literally like that is my mood when I am sad and just ready to just give up on it all because sometimes the aftermath can feel just as worse as the storm, as the, the, the trauma. Because during the storm and the trauma and the pain, throughout that process, you are focused on surviving and getting out. You don't have a lot of time to focus on what's actually happening and how it makes you feel. Mm. Oh, come in, Holy Spirit. You are focusing on how am I going to get out? You in survivor mode. You know when they say how your adrenaline is running through certain moments in where your life may be in danger or stuff like that. And your adrenaline is running. So you may not feel the pain like if you hurt yourself or any sort of damage physically to yourself. You're not feeling that. Because your adrenaline is running right now. So you're so you're focused on how to get out of this. How am I going to survive? That's my main focus right now. This is the biggest issue. But then after your adrenaline goes down, when you make it out, alas, you starting to feel that pain. You starting to feel that agony, that hurt, that anger. And God is saying, through that traumatic experience, your adrenaline was running. You were focused on how do I survive? How do I make it out of this? How do I live to see another day? How do I make it home? Through that traumatic, painful experience. This can mean literally or figuratively for you. He's saying, but ooh, when you got to the moment where you had to the aftermath, where you that 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 was a little bit harder for you because you now have to sit and and understand what just happened to you. You now have to understand what you're feeling and feel those things because now your adrenaline has went down. So now you're feeling what you what you experienced. Now you're understanding what just happened to you. And sometimes that part is harder than if sometimes that part feels harder 
than the actual storm. But God is saying, trust me, you went through the worst already. You can get through the aftermath. You can get through this without your adrenaline running. And so because we feel that it's too hard or it's harder to face it than it is because you're like, I already survived it, but you didn't face it. You survived it, but you didn't face it. And sometimes we just choose to say, I'll face it one day sooner or later, or I don't even need to face it at all. And we put it in the back. We store it in the storage room and leave it there and don't deal with it. And you're wondering why you feel the way you feel, why you act the way you act and why you've picked up certain, you've picked up certain um, characteristics and traits after that event. So you have to be willing to survive this thing and deal with the aftermath face the aftermath because you've already survived the storm you can do some cleaning up you can dust yourself off you got this because you cannot get to the dawn unless you've made it through the night mm. that's something right there you cannot get to the dawn unless you've made it through the night you gotta you gotta make it through the night you gotta survive the night if you want to see the dawn if you want to see the light you gotta keep pushing keep fighting don't look at it don't look at it from this is so hard because it's gonna take so long baby steps baby steps that's why i said this one episode is not gonna heal you from every traumatic experience in your life we can do this in baby steps short-term goals okay i'm gonna be able to talk about at least this today and figure out why it made me this way or i'll be able to get a therapist start off small conversations or I'm going to I'm going to at least pray to you about it God. I don't know how I feel about opening up yet out loud to people, but I'm going to speak to you about it one on one just me and you God. Or the first step, the first baby step, short term goals. I'm going to admit that this happened to me. Ooh, God is saying I feel it. I feel it. God is saying that there's someone listening to this right now and you can't even admit that it happened to you. You can't admit that you survived that, that you went through it, but that's the first step for you. Maybe someone else's first step or next step is, I'm going to talk to you, God, about it because I can't talk to nobody else about it. Or I'm going to open up to this one person one-on-one. Or I'm going to get a therapist, see how this goes, a counselor. We're going to talk about this. Or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to church. I'm going to talk to a pastor about this. But everybody's steps and baby steps looks differently. We're okay. I was able to finally get this all out. So now I'm going to forgive. That's my next step. I'm going to forgive you. Or I'm going to forgive this situation. But always remember, you can accept an apology. You can accept that this happened. That's what you have to do. Accept, accept, accept. But refuse to accept the emotions that it latched onto you with the anger the agony the pain the hurt i refuse to accept this i no longer am a victim to this and you can say i refuse to accept the behavior that i received from you and that i took from you i no longer will accept that i don't care if you accepted that two seconds ago i don't care if you accepted it before you listened to this episode if you accepted it years back you are no longer who you just were i don't care if you just were somebody else a second ago but you ought to claim that right now in the atmosphere I am no longer who I just was I am no longer who accepted what I'm not accepting anymore 
you have to you you gotta you gotta take that I'm no longer accepting that and sometimes it makes it hard for us to and it's something that plays a part in making it hard for us to self-heal and to heal is because we believe that we have control over situations but let me tell you something that I had to learn the hard way the absolute hard way so let me just help you out so it's like family fam bam whatever we are in this season of your life whatever you want to call it let me help you out and give you a hand so you don't got to go through what I had to go through control is an illusion control is an illusion you do not have complete and utter control like you think you do even if situations where you felt like you were in control i'm sorry to break it to you but you were not you were under the illusion of thinking that you did have control but guess what god is the only one with the control so you might as well just sit back relax and focus on your progression because when you think you have control that's when you're able to start thinking that you can make things perfect but guess what all i can do is work in my progress and and keep going through progression and all of this and continue to work in that because a lot of the times you're not healing from your situation because you think you got it all under control but you ignoring the problem is not having it under control mm. yeah that was for you don't even try to bob and weave that like you ignoring the problem is not you having it under control face this situation walk in it you got this but don't allow yourself to be constrained to the thought of you thinking that you really have control over this because you do not you do not because you unknowingly and this is why you also have to face the problem because when we don't choose to face the problem then we choose to sometimes allow ourselves to be victim and you unknowingly give your power away by living in a narrative of your story that only leaves room for you to be victim. Mm. I'm going to say this again. You unknowingly give your power away when you live in a narrative of your story, whether your story is your past traumas, your pain, your hurt, the thing that you're trying to heal from now that only leaves room for you to be victim. You have to face it because when you choose not to face it, when you choose to ignore, when you choose to hide from it, to, to distance yourself from it, you are leaving yourself in a position, in a place to only be victim. And I'm going to say this, I don't know who needs to hear this, but it's a lot of people in today's world and society that needs to know and hear this and understand this. Not just hear it, but I need you to understand it. So clean out your ears, do what you must do, but stop allowing your handicap to handicap you. Stop allowing your quote-unquote handicap to handicap you. And that's, And when I say that, I mean don't allow your the thing that makes you victim or the thing that you feel stops you or hurts you from doing or pursuing your purpose your passion to actually cripple you in a place where you don't do it you don't walk in it so you're allow you're allowing yourself to become quote-unquote handicapped when you say i'm gonna just be victim ain't no victims over here we not victims here. Like, no, mm -mm, try again, find a new friend. We not victims over here. 
You are a survivor. You are a child of God. You are many things, beautiful, true, intelligent, and smart, but you are not a victim. So you have to stop giving your power away by choosing to live in the version of a story where you are victim because you don't want to deal with it or because you want to make sure you look right. Like, no. Stop allowing yourself to be victim, which allows you to come into your life handicap, which means now I can't per I can't fully walk into my purpose, fully walk into the potential that God has placed in me and destined me to be. Because God is saying, even though you went through all of this, that does not stop who you are, who I've created you to be, who you will become. That doesn't stop any of that. That doesn't change any of that. So we just wait in on you. Stop allowing yourself to be handicapped. And when you choose to say, oh, I'm going to be handicapped, I'm going to be victim. It's crazy because it, it's a deeper meaning to that. And, and the deeper meaning is very ironic. Be, and that I, ironicness is because the irony of the pain and wanting to be victim to certain situations is you usually want to be comforted by the person that hurt you, the, the, the people that may have hurted, hurt, hurted you. That's the irony, isn't that so ironic? And it's real life because I've been there in that place before. It's not anything to say, oh, I'm ashamed because I wanted this or, oh, I'm ashamed. I don't want to admit that I felt like this before because it's, it's very ironic, but it's true. The person or the thing that's caused you pain is what we as people usually want to be comforted by. Even though you hurt me, that's, it's almost like think about in a relationship. You get your heart broke or your significant other hurts you in a way and you are hurt, you're angry at them, but you want them to do something to make it right. You don't look at you as the person that can pull you out of this, that can get you, that can get you through this. You're saying, I, I need you to, to make this right. This is on you. You did this, so you have to make this right. You're like, oh God, I... I'm mad, but if only I could just get one last conversation with them. Ooh, and, and ooh, they go, y'all favorite thing is to say, I just need, I just need one last conversation so I can feel okay, I can feel good. That's all I need. Mm, no, you just want them to give you an excuse and a reason. That's all. You want them to comfort you because they're the ones that created that pain. God's saying, we straight over here. We don't need no outside people helping comfort any pain. You need to be looking to your source, who is he. And you need to be believing that he gives you strength enough to pull you out of this yourself. And, and that's why we love playing victim at times. But change that narrative. Change that story. This is not a fairy tale where you need someone else to come save you and help you. Or you need Prince Charming to come save you and help you. But this is the situation. This is not a fairy tale. This is, this is a, a story. This is real life. Like, no, I can do this. He who strengthens me will give me enough strength to get me through this. And, and that's why you have to be careful in who you, and you also have to be careful in who you allow to comfort you in your painful moments, in your hurt, hurting moments. You got to be careful. 
And I say this because when you allow certain people to comfort you, usually during comfort, there are actions that can be had or even conversations. And for the sake of everything, we're going to call the conversations and the actions to be called tea. And you have to be careful of the tea you allow in your life. You, you, especially when it comes to conversations and the things that you allow in your atmosphere, because certain tea stains and you can't get it off. Think of those, think of the conversations you have during your moments of pain and, and needing healing and hurt and the certain actions you partake in during those times and think of it like tea. And always remember, I have to be careful and take accountability and ownership of the tea that I allow in my life, that I allow myself to partake in and entertain because some tea stains and I can't get it off. When it spills and it makes the situation go for bad or go for worse, I have to understand that some tea I can't wash off. Some tea is going to stain me. Some tea is going to stay there and leave a mark. Oh, you got to understand that sometimes you got to be able to walk away in your anointing and say, you know what? I don't need your, your comforting. I don't need that right now in this season of my life. Thank you for the offer, but I'm good. I got, I got God. I got somebody. And if you definitely know that they're no good, no thank you. Okay. I'm straight. I am okay. I am good. You have to you have to be careful of what you allow in your life to comfort you. That's why this is self-healing. He is not going to place God is not going to place you through anything that he doesn't believe that you and him can get you through. God's not going to place you in a situation where he feels like you need you need another person to pull you out of this. Like no. He's your source. God got you. And he's going to provide you with all the strength you need to continue to pursue and and go through and progress through this healing journey, through this self-healing journey. And I know everybody may know, um, they say that insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. It's a very um, popular phrase. Everyone's like, oh, you know, insanity, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And that's like a cycle. You are in a constant cycle. And, you know, people say generational curses and cycles. We rebuke those, ban those out. And some of you have even created your own cycles that can become generational. And these aren't good cycles. Just like insanity, like you're driving yourself insane because you're doing the same thing over and over and over again and you're expecting a different result out of this situation. God is saying that's like you're running back to the same source of your problems over and over again and you're expecting to not come out of this situation broken or to be healed and that's not how this works. You're going to different people different and making different attachments over and over and over again instead of going to God and giving him a try and building your relationship with him to be healed and you're expecting to be healed at least one time but you still come out of it broken mm. you're constantly trying the same things over and over again and it's a cycle you're not getting a different result so there's no loophole out of here you're going around the same process over and over and over again. 
And that cycle is a cycle of fear, hurt, and shame. It's a painful cycle. And when you create this type of cycle and, you're, and you live your life through this cycle, the, mm, you're, you're building, this is your life because you're living your life through this cycle. This is now your life. This is what your life has become. And the last thing you want is to create a life that has been built on fear, hurt, and shame. That is the last thing you will want to do is to create a life that's been built on that. Something that I always like to say before I pray, especially with the group is, Father God, you know, we cancel out any fears or anxieties that may live in this atmosphere. I'm canceling out fears and anxieties that's living in my atmosphere. And so if I'm canceling those out, I definitely don't wanna live a life that's based on this. That's like you're creating a foundation of fear, hurt, and shame. That's a shaky foundation and a rocky one at that. You shouldn't want fear or anxiety, hurt, or shame in your atmosphere, let alone it being the, the foundation that you've built your life on. Because it's going to be bigger than just a cycle, a cycle of insanity and pain. It's going to, it's going to begin to just break you from the inside and God is saying it's not working the cycle that you've chosen it is not working try something else try me for a change try examining the areas of your life that you had off limits and that you distanced yourself from try accepting that situation and learning it Try giving up the illusion of control. Try no longer being the quote-unquote victim. Mm. Try a different route. Break this cycle. You have all power to break this cycle. In our previous episode, we talked about you are one decision away from changing your life. And that's what this could be. Change, make that one decision to break that cycle and get out of here. God is saying, you want the answer to the loophole, you have it. Something else, me, these skills and tools that I've told you on today, and that'll change your life because now you'll be healed and you'll be able to walk into your purpose just a little bit lighter. Ooh, because when you, when you heal, there's a, there's a ton of weight that you didn't even know. You've gotten so used to it being on you that, you that you've believed in a sense that this was a part of you now. Ooh, that, that's a word. That is a word. That is a word. You've gotten so used to the baggage and the heavy weight of your trauma, your pain, your past that you didn't want to deal with before. You are starting. Starting to live a life where you think it's just automatically attached to you you think it's a part of you but God is saying it's not a part of you the moment that you choose to make that one decision it's gonna change your life because now you'll you'll be able to self-heal go through 
those steps. It's not a one day process. It's some steps in there. But when you choose to walk through those steps, it's going to feel a little bit lighter. Then it's going to feel a lot lighter. And now you're going into who God has called you to be purposeful and filled with his anointing. Now you're able to walk into your purpose a lot lighter, a lot happier. And now it's a different situation. And even though, and just because you, you feel uncertain, about who you are and if God is speaking to you and you feel uncertain about your purpose because of all the pain, the trauma that you've been through, that doesn't mean you don't have a certain purpose. Just because you're uncertain does not mean God's uncertain. He's not, a, he's, he's not, an, he's not uncertain. God doesn't get that uncertainty that you're filled with the doubt that you maybe feel with. God doesn't get that. So don't try to match up your emotions to God just because you feel uncertain about your place, about your purpose, about your healing does not mean you don't have a certain purpose, does not mean that there is no certain healing for you, that there is no breakthrough for you. Don't don't believe that narrative that you can't get out, that you're stuck in this cycle forever, because that is not true. I'm telling you today, right now, that that is not true, that God has not placed that over your life, and that you can get out of this. I promise you that. And before we close out, I want to say there's nothing you have done that God cannot forgive he says, he says, my child, there's nothing you've done that I cannot forgive. There's no place you can be that I am not in and you can't go too far that's not in my reach. I want to repeat that there's nothing you've done that I cannot forgive, my child. There's no place you can be in that I am not in and there is no way you can go too far that's not in my reach, my child. I'm there. He says he's there. He's one, he wants to walk through this whole self-healing process with you. He wants to get you through this together as a team, as a unit. He says, so don't, don't give up. Don't, don't stop. He's, he's doing this side by side with you. I trust and I believe that you can get through this self-healing process. I have faith in you. Always remember, sis, always, walk in your destiny, walk in your purpose. Girl, get up. It's time to flourish.